This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 988, How to Connect with a Friend Who Has Lost Someone in English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. What should you say when your friend has lost someone in their life? Today, we review an article that critiques common ways to offer support, and we offer our own opinion on which ones will lead to better connections in English. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? Hey, Michelle, not too bad hanging in there. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so today... Um, we're going to talk about something a little bit sad. Yeah. Um, what is it, Lindsay? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about loss yeah. and death. And we might touch on suicide a little bit here because there's some things. Well, first of all, there's some things that have been happening the last few weeks um, in American culture. There have been a couple of high profile suicides, yeah. actually. A yeah. couple of big names have killed yeah. themselves. And when this came out, I was shocked to see the um, this particular uh, statistic saying that that suicide in the U.S. has risen by more than 30 percent in 25 states across the U.S. Oh, since 99. That's huge, Michelle. 30 percent. Oh, wow. So I've seen this. I got this statistic today from Business Insider, um, but I had mm -hmm. seen this quote, this statistic when these news stories came out a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So who was it that who just to tell our listeners, who was it that killed himself? Well, two people. So the first mm -hmm. one, it was in the same week, too, which is crazy. Yeah. But Kate Spade, um, who you guys might know the name Kate Spade because she created the bags, Kate Spade bags. She was yeah. a huge fashion icon, created this yeah. massive brand that people love. Um, yeah. And then later in the week, it was who, Michelle? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's, he hosts, uh, a show, um, a travel show, but uh, more than just like, Oh, this is this spot. This is that spot. Like a very like cultural show yeah. focused on food and people and, um, the really great show. So, um, two people that I actually admired and, um, I, I don't even really know much about fashion or designers but that is one the one person that i knew i could spot mm. her stuff and yeah. i'd be like oh it's adorable and that's yeah. really the only person and then anthony bourdain i just loved his show so yeah they were really both, was sad both of them in their own domains were very relatable people like the the, the art that they produced was very much for yeah. like your everyday person not yeah. so much for like uh you know super wealthy people right kate spade created a bag that yeah 
yeah, it was upscale, but not like out of this world expensive. I, I think I didn't have any of her bags, but I think she tried to create something she, that yeah. was available for most people. I think. Anyways, yeah, crazy. This is yeah, so, yeah. Mm. That was that was that was hard that week. Um, so you know, uh, we we do have a listener question dealing with um death. So yeah. sorry to kind of take it uh, here today, but guys, we did have a question, and it is a good question. Um, so yeah, um, let's let's get into it. So we have talked about this topic before. Mm-hmm. Um, on episode 845, we spoke about um, America's obsession with death. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to go over and listen to that one, if you're... <laughs> if, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to sound so gloomy and our voices are changing and everything, but, you know, it's, it's you know, we can't avoid it. So, um, and then on episode uh, 608, uh, we talked about how to talk to a friend who's lost someone. So guys, those are two episodes that you might want to check out. So, but today we do have a listener question about this topic. So, uh, Lindsay, do you want to read it? Yeah. So I'll dive in. So here we go. So the person says, hello, Lindsay and Michelle. This is Yuki from Japan. I listen to all English while commuting, while I'm walking my dog, while I'm eating with my headphones on because my family watches TV, of course, in Japanese, and I'm pretty much not interested in any programs. <laughs> I know it's not good manners, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like listening to all English, especially after I get tired of listening to the news so that I can relax and learn at the same time. Hey, that's awesome, Yuki. That's great. Yeah, thank you. That's our goal, right? There you go. That's right. <laughs> so she says, here we go. Uh, I think Yuki's a guy's name. Sorry, I got confused about oh, Yuki. Sometimes oh. it's hard for me to remember um, male or female names. So I apologize. So anyways, here's my question. I was watching another English podcast and they featured a phrase that you can use in a funeral, which was, I'm sorry for your loss. And an American teacher commented that you can say that to colleagues or acquaintances, but not to friends or someone close. I thought I could say that to anybody, including friends. I know other phrases like, my condolences, my thoughts are with you, you're in my thoughts. Are there other phrases that you can say to comfort someone, especially friends? I haven't thought that I would ask you guys any questions. I'm kind of nervous thinking if you will pick my question and read my email on All Ears English. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for your time and for reading till the end. Hope you had a nice weekend. Okay, cool. Yuki. Awesome. Good question. Thank you. It is a good question. And, uh, you know, Yuki, we definitely want to direct you to episode 608 um, on what to say to someone in English who's grieving. Um, but just, you know, to really quickly answer this, and then we're going to get into something else that's really uh, very relevant to Yuki's question. Um, so basically, I'm sorry for your loss. So that's the typical thing to say. Do you think it's good for friends, Lindsay? Well, I think it's a little bit distant. I mean, I think yeah. maybe, maybe this teacher that told Yuki that is correct in a sense. It's not the worst thing, but it, it puts a little bit of a like um on a, a distance between you and the person, yeah. a little bit unfamiliar. That feeling of mm-hmm. you're, that's all you're gonna say, like. Yeah, I would say for a good friend, just saying I'm sorry for your loss would feel kind of cold. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think um you would really probably take it in another direction. You you might say that like to their parent or if they you know if they have a yeah. relative that you don't know that well. Mm-hmm. But then you would just say like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." You know, we'll get into a little bit more. But um yeah, my thoughts are with you. That's good, but I think it's the same. Yeah. Um and also you're in my thoughts, also fine. Mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah. So are we saying it's it's fine? Those two last phrases are fine for friends or not fine for friends? I think that they're similar to um my the first one, which is I'm sorry for your loss or or yeah. or my condolences. I think those are a little bit put some more distance to it, right? Yeah. Um but you know, we're we're gonna talk more about this as we as we go through the episode. Um okay. so yeah, I mean I'm not sure. So one thing that this made me think of, I'm not sure where what where my husband heard this from, but um he told me once that he heard that some somewhere that you should say to someone, if if you didn't know the person who they lost very well, that you should really ask them about the person, right? Like what was he like or what was she like? Um, because this lets them tell you what the person meant to them. Yeah. Right. And maybe share some stories and yeah. that that's like, if they want, if they want, what do you think about that, Lindsay? I think that's great. And I, th- I, I mean, I think I don't have a ton of experience with, you know, close people losing people close. I mean, obviously people have passed away, but I don't have a ton mm-hmm. of experience with these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think generally people just want to be heard. Like they want to be listened to. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. want an ear, especially if they're your close friends. So saying something like, what was he like? What was she like? And then just being quiet and really listening and mm-hmm. just being there, maybe holding their hand or something. Mm-hmm. If it's a close yeah. person, then that's fine. Like that's more than enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I agree. So guys, we're, today actually I, I found this um, article that I felt would go with this well. Um, it's from prevention.com. It's by Julie Halpert, written on March 16th, to, uh, March 16th, 2017. So a little bit back, but I think it's really, um, relevant to this question. So it's about what not to say to your friend who is <laughs> grieving. Okay. So we're going to like kind of come at this question from this angle. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through a few of them and, and share our thoughts. Um, of what you shouldn't say. This is what the article says, what you shouldn't say and what you should say. This is straight from the article and we'll get, we'll get to our thoughts as well. So we'll go through a few of them. Um, and we'll leave you guys the link. So, um, the first one is, uh, so what's something you should not say, Lindsay? Okay. So if you, you shouldn't say, I know how you feel. Okay. Um, instead, you you should say, you could say, I can't imagine what you're going through, right? And and why is that, that, you know, people, you shouldn't say, I know how you feel. Right. Because the article talks about how, you know, ev- mostly, most people, unfortunately, have lost someone, mm-hmm. but you didn't lose this specific person in the way that your friend did. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, you can have, you know, sympathy and feel that you have like empathy as well. And you you do, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to say that kind of sounds like, well, you didn't lose this person in the same way that I did, unless, unless it is a person that you both were, you know, but it's, but this is more about like comforting a friend. It sounds more like we're talking about to somebody who maybe we didn't have that relationship with. So like, yes, mm-hmm. you know how maybe death feels, how it feels to lose somebody, but you don't want to emphasize that right now. Yeah. It's about this person and their loss. Yeah. I mean, it could belittle their experience. It could like take away, it could right. make them feel like you're not acknowledging you're just saying, oh, it always, it feels the same for everyone. I've been through it too. You know, I can understand, but you really can't because you don't ex- exactly, as you said, Michelle. So that's, I agree with that. Do you agree? Yeah. I think that this is a really interesting tip, you know, not something that um, people would think of necessarily. I mean, and this, you know, this is a, 
this is not like an like a teaching English article, right? So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that this is for something that native speakers may say and not realize yeah. that it could give off the wrong vibe, right? Exactly. So today we're critiquing native English. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So we're showing you what are the, all these phrases are phrases that natives do say, right? Yeah. But which ones are better and which ones will help you really connect in such a crucial moment? Right. Because it's oh, such, yeah. For a friendship, like that could determine the future of your friendship with that person, how well you support them or don't oh, support them. Yeah. This is connection, right? And oh, just because yes. it's in another language doesn't mean you have an excuse, right? If this person is a good friend of yours and they, and, and maybe they're a native English speaker and you're not, you, you still want to try to step up and offer the right support. So, guys, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, all right. Yeah. Good point, Lindsay. So, um, what's the next one? What's something you should not say? Hey guys, if you feel like you are listening to this podcast all of the time, but you're still not able to connect, then there are seven simple secrets that you should know about so that you can really build those connections that you want. And you can get these seven secrets in a free video. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets to get your video today. Allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so this is kind of a cliche. Don't say he's in a better place. Okay. Um, and it says, instead to say, and this is, you know, we can talk about this. It says to say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this one, it talks about how this gets into religion. He's in a better place. Oh. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which maybe your friend doesn't, you know, like everybody has a different feeling about what happens to them after you die. So just saying that to someone, if you, especially if you don't know how they feel about that. Um, yeah. And, and also it doesn't mention this article talks about how it doesn't say anything about your friend and their personal loss. Mm. Right. It's just saying like, oh, they're in a better place. Like, great. Like, I'm also hurting. You know, it's not really talking to their pain. Okay. So then the alternative, the better option is actually speaking more directly to them, that person, your friend, right? By saying, this is what they suggest. They suggest, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, you know, in talking about that phrase, I mean, I still think it sounds a little bit formal. Um, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. I think adding so actually makes it a little bit more, a little bit better. I don't know, but I'm just, yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. And then continuing and I don't know. That's, that's how I feel about that phrase. Yeah. I think you're right. Saying so makes it more improvised. 
Yeah. It makes it more spontaneous. That's what it does to that. Right. Okay. Right, right, and so right. instead of taking that sound bite that you copied from a textbook, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry for your loss, right? I'm so yeah. sorry for your loss. What can I do? How can I help? You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. We have a couple more. So what is this? What should you not say, Lindsay? Okay, so this is another cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all cliches, I guess. But um, we've talked about cliches in the last couple of weeks, guys. Go back and type in the search bar cliche and see what comes up. You can do that now if you're on the iOS app too, by the way. So, all right, so here it is. He or she lived a full life. Mm, so it says not to say that, but what should you say instead? You could say, what did you love most about him or her? So that's kind of along the lines of what was he like? Similar right, like question. what my husband said. Yeah, yeah. And like, so, so Lindsay, why shouldn't you uh, say he or she lived a full life, like according to the article? Um, I mean, maybe it's kind of dismissing and saying like, it's okay that they're gone because they lived well. I I don't. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they t- exactly. I mean, they talk about how, okay, even if the person was a hundred years old, I mean, it still hurts. Right. Yeah. And like, yes, like, of course. Okay. If they lived a long life or they lived a good life, like, great. Of course, that's wonderful. But there's no need to point that out as like mm-hmm. a source of comfort. You're still missing that person. There's no point in saying it. Of course, you yeah. know, the article talks about that. And like, it kind of goes for what you should say about what did you love most? Like I said, about, about um, what Dan, my husband said is, you know, it goes back to seeing if the person wants to talk about their loved one rather than just be like, oh, yeah, they had a full life. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is really guys getting into the nuances of native English, right? So <laughs> I mean, just take it slow, write down some of these phrases and don't worry too much. I mean, this is going to push you to the next level for these kind of situations. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that this is really key for connection and such an, like you said, a crucial time in somebody's life. Okay, let's do one more. Okay. Um, so the last one is so don't say Call me if you need anything. Okay? Yeah. Well, that ins- sounds that sounds funny. So what should you say, Lindsay? You should say I'll be by I'll be by at noon and take you to lunch. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggerating exaggeration. <laughs> I think you're not gonna like just tell them exactly, you know. Right. Um mm-hmm. but what do you think about this one, Lindsay? Well, just the theme of it. I mean, maybe the phrases we could adjust, but the theme of it is that right. you're asking them to take the um kind of take the lead in contacting you, but instead you think of things you could do for the person and do that. Like maybe you could just come over with dinner cooked and well, if they don't want it, then you leave it for them. If they want space, you go home, but you take the action. Don't ask them to take the action. Right. Because it talks about how like, if you say, you know, oh, if you need something, like your friend may feel like, okay, that's not a real... You're not really giving them an invitation, right? Of course yeah. they need someone, right? Everybody deals with it in their different way. Some people want someone to talk to, maybe some people don't. Um, <clears throat> but if you offer to be there at a more specific time or you just take the lead, yeah, see if they're interested, like Lindsay said. And, you know, I think also it's important. It, it helps people, some people to keep busy. So if you have give them some sort of structure, say, you know, I'd like to bring you dinner Tuesday night or, you know, it shows them that your, your offer is sincere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So this is good. <laughs> wow. This is, this is a very advanced episode today. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, 
I, I personally, like from my experience and things I've read and whatever, I think it's very important to be there for someone and not to pretend that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that that's kind of key. Um, you know, it's, easy to want to avoid the topic. And I think we talked about this a little bit in our other episode. So again, go ahead, listen to that. You can compare. Um, And, you know, what do you what do you think, Lindsay? You think it's something Mm -hmm. you should talk about? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to minimize something someone's experience, you never want to minimize and the key to connection is is letting someone be heard. I was having a conversation with someone close to me in my life last night about not about death, but about um, uh, the person did something in a conversation where I didn't feel heard. And mm-hmm. I, I, I called her out on it. Like I said, hey, um, I don't, I've seen you do this a lot and I don't like it because I don't feel heard. This is how it feels to me. So there's something very deep in us as humans needing to be heard and listened to. Mm. And so this really applies when it comes to death. So guys, a key to oh, connection yeah. here. Today has been a challenging episode because we've been critiquing native English, right? We're not going from non-native English to native English. We're going from native, like maybe improper native English to better native English or like poorly prepared native English. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're showing you guys how to connect here. So yeah, I agree, Michelle. Don't minimize people's experience in any situation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, guys, the takeaway is, you know, we gave you different ideas of what to say. So we did teach you, you know, some phrases that go along with this and, you know, really going into what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. You know, don't avoid the topic and, you know, really be specific about the ways that you would like to help your friend. Yeah, I love this. I love this. So good. Okay, such a great episode. Thank you to our listener. Was it Yuki? Thank you to Yuki for asking. Thank this. you. And sorry to keep it kind of serious today, guys. But you know, this is real life. So yeah, it's part <laughs> of life. Listening. It's part of life. And that's okay. We're talking about life here. That's um, right. And guys, just one quick tip. If you are taking the IELTS exam this year, then go over and, and subscribe to the IELTS Energy podcast. We have some really good episodes over there for you guys to get your seven or higher. Just search for IELTS Energy in your podcast player. Okay, cool. All right, Michelle, I will see you soon. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.